So then, 8.33, and we start off this half hour with our daily voice, and we heard about that amazing breakthrough yesterday. Whether it's something that you are happy about or not, it certainly was rather startling that Japan finally relented on the apology and compensation issue over comfort women under their colonial rule here in Korea. That just opens up a whole load of new questions, though. Like, what about comfort women in other countries? What about the legal basis for that apology and compensation? And what about that 1965 treaty, which Japan has claimed covered all colonial-era matters? The Constitutional Court here recently decided on the appeal of the review of those 1965 claims. And we can now hear from Mr. Che Bongte, a lawyer representing the victims of forced labor under colonial rule, who filed the lawsuit himself. I studied in Japan between 1994 and 1997 and found out about lawsuits filed by victims of forced labor under Japanese colonization. So now I represent such victims. Neither Korea nor Japan has properly compensated these victims. So we filed suits demanding the two governments to take responsibility. Following the disclosure of 2005 diplomatic documents containing records, of the proceeding of the 1965 Korea-Japan Treaty. First, we filed a suit asking whether it's reasonable to calculate one Japanese yen as 2,000 Korean won, as specified in a legal clause that was established in the process of getting the Korean government to bear its share of the responsibility. We fought over whether the victim's property rights were infringed upon based on clauses 1 and 3 of Article 2 in the Korea-Japan Treaty's Reparation Agreement, and, if so, whether the treaty is unconstitutional. We claim that if the victim's property rights were indeed infringed upon, then the Korean government does have the responsibility to provide reasonable reparation, and that it's unconstitutional for the victims to be compensated according to the aforementioned clauses. It's extremely regrettable that the Constitutional Court has dismissed the ruling on the Article 2 of the Korea-Japan Treaty, which violates the property rights of the victims. It will be more difficult for the victims to be compensated justly. The article views that the 2,000 Korean won per 1 yen calculation is a monetary benefit in terms of social security for the victims. But it actually creates a situation where both countries can get away without being fully responsible for the victims. The victims are waiting for a solution, while the Japanese judiciary is expecting either the Japanese government or companies that should be held accountable to take responsibility. And Korea's Supreme Court has ruled that the compensation must be carried out. Therefore, we're planning on making continued efforts for to bridge the differences between the judicial branches of the two countries with the help of citizens. Of course, um, we could almost add to that on the previous topic of comfort women with some of the comments that were coming out yesterday, including from one 88-year-old victim of Japanese sexual slavery who was suggesting that there needs to be more of a legal basis for Tokyo's compensation and apology. And one wonders 
One wonders where this will all end, whether it can end to the satisfaction of all parties. Certainly, South Korea has agreed to stop bad-mouthing Japan if it does go ahead with this compensation. And it was at least a step forward, whichever way you look at it. If you want to share your own daily voice, it can be related to this, but it could be related to anything that affects you. EFM this morning at gmail.com is where we'd like you to share your story.